0: Warning, Weirdish covers content regarding conspiracies, controversial topics, subjects that may trigger post traumatic stress, and content some may consider offensive. Listener discretion is advised. All right, guys, welcome to Weirdish. We're your hosts, Brian, Andriana, and Marvin, and today we have a special guest with us. Stefan Rosenfarb. How you doing, Stefan?
1: I'm doing good.
0: Awesome. Tonight we are talking about psychedelics. You know, um, psychedelics are very weird with all the different things they can do to your mind. So, wh- guys, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think psychedelics? Woodstock. Woodstock?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: We're going on a trip. <laughs> going on a trip, yeah. I, I don't know. I think of uh, like different textures and patterns and colors and.
3: But I'd never experienced it, so I'm just like, something's <laughs> gonna happen.
0: Apparently, the weirdest crew. We've never done psychedelics. We have, we have not experienced that. But our our guest here today has, has experienced psychedelics. Stefan, what's the first thing you think of when you yeah, uh, hear but... psychedelics? <laughs>
1: My answer is so different <laughs> from you guys. <laughs>
0: I I get like
1: this like daunting feeling like when I start thinking about it, it's like almost like, oh man, like, yeah it's like taking a risk, kind of like, not scared, but just like, you know, this is, it's a, it's, it's going to be a uh, intense thing to go through. So I just, I have like almost like a daunting feeling associated with doing it. So even when I was younger, when I first, you know, ever experimented with it, I remember like anticipating it a lot like trying to prepare for days thinking like you know it was going to be a very um involved experience so yeah <laughs> that's my first thought on it <laughs>
2: <laughs> how old are you when you uh first tried it
1: i was about 16 i think yeah so i'm like i'm gonna be 26 this year so i was like 10 years ago or something
0: so what was the first thing you tried
1: in my whole life uh, or psychedelic like, wise psychedelic wise <laughs> psychedelic, psychedelic wise. wise, yeah you know it's funny i thought about this i actually don't remember like i can't remember what the first thing i did was it was either 2ce or um it was uh psilocybin mushrooms i can't remember it was one or the other
2: Oh, Magical Mushrooms. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so
1: it's like kind of a blur what I did first. I can't remember the timeline very well. Because it was all in a short span. It was like within the span of a few years that I did everything I did, so...
2: So, like, what made you want to try Psychedelics? Um,
1: Basically, like, you know, you hear a lot of people say the same thing, but I, I was getting a lot into, like... I was really into the band Tool when I was younger. I found them through my family and I was inspired by him. And I heard like, you know, some of their message. And then I listened to Bill Hicks, you know, and he was like, he would, he would do comedy about psychedelics and the way that he talked about it. It was kind of like, you know, you, you get into a lot of these people who talk about like exploring consciousness and trying to understand reality. And you hear people like Terrence McKenna. He's like one of the, people that they people listen to alan watts a lot some of these names go around you listen to their philosophies and they're pretty deep they address a lot of you know deeper questions about consciousness and who we are and why we're here and i saw psychedelics as something to you know when you when you're when you're going through like starting to become an adult you go through that period of like trying to figure out who you are and you know come up with those existential type answers to your life and uh that's why I got into that stuff, you know. And I'm an artist and a musician, so the allure of it was, you know, there's a there's a vast history of its of its uh presence
2: in art. And nice, nice. All I that mean, stuff, I guess. Um uh, so you being a musician has using uh psychedelics ever helped you with your creative process? <laughs>
1: um I think it's changed the way that I like how open I was to more styles of music. And I would try to always push myself to do different things than I would normally do. So I think it definitely, especially when I started messing with, I think opened me up a lot with my writing and stuff. So, um, but in the beginning I would say yes. And then as I tell you more of my story and like, you know, my spiritual journey through psychedelics and stuff, my inspirations grew even apart from using psychedelics, but as like an, a doorway or an entry. I think it did kind of like influence me a bit. So
2: nice. Um that that is awesome. That's a great way to think of it. Um so you mentioned like philosophy and human consciousness and that type of stuff, right? Did your idea of what it is to be human change after you started taking psychedelics?
1: Yeah, um I will say that each trip that I went through, I learned something different. And so sometimes I actually went down a very misleading path, I think, with the things I learned out of it. But then other experiences I had would vastly change. Um, And as I got more and more into spirituality, I think that um, my view of the world just continued to kind of evolve through those experiences. So some of them I was like starting to go a little crazy. And then other times, I think I started to kind of, like, get more discernment and see things a little more clearly. And then ultimately, like, my time away from psychedelics, I think, helped me to reflect more clearly on, like, what I went through and stuff. So,
0: Can you touch on what you mean by misleading? Like,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you hear those, like, funny archetypal stories of people who, like, you know, just, like, they just become, like, delusional and stuff in the trip or something or think that they're, like... You know, like I literally have had trips where I ran around with no shoes on saying I was God, yeah. you know, yeah, running really around is. like, <laughs> you know, stuff like uh stuff like just just weird stuff, you know, like get, getting into synchronicities and stuff. You know, people talk about synchronicities uh, as experiences of like um. that term was originally cr- uh, coined by Carl Jung and he's written about it and it's basically like events of significance that are seemingly unrelated, but they pop up. Like you might hear like the lyrics to a song and those songs are just dis- are saying something that's happening like right in front of you. And you might see something that is like a sign of something that meant something to you like constantly. And my mind was going through, um, it was like this weird version of reality where I felt like everything was kind of like speaking to me all at once, all the time. So it, it, in a sense, it led me to kind of be like going down delusional pathways of thinking um, for some trips I went through. Um, also, when I first took 2CE, which um, I believe was legal at the time I did it. If you don't know what that is, it's a, um, it's like a synthetic, it's basically a research chemical, but it's a psychedelic. And... um I basically went through, like, a psychosis when I did it. Like, I I kind of, like, went crazy for a while after taking it. So it's kind of hard to explain, but it was like my mind got seriously altered from that, and it wasn't until I did other psychedelics that it kind of brought me back to reality a little bit.
0: Interesting. So, so would you kind of say it, like, altered your psyche a little bit? How long did it affect you after taking it? Or could you notice a change? Uh... Basically, I kind of felt
1: like I was mentally out of it until I had tried LSD for the first time.
0: (laughs) And LSD brought you back?
1: Well, LSD has like a certain type of... um, I can't really explain it. There's like a sense of... There's like a certain lucidity towards it that's not present with other psychedelics. So it's kind of like... um, You can see what is changing in your psyche... You can like kind of observe it from an outside perspective more clearly than the other psychedelics. It kind of feels like like with 2CE, for example, all of the hallucinations are kind of like coupled with a a version of like a it almost feels like a psychosis, at least for me. So, I mean, the type of stuff I was experiencing on that trip was really crazy. So, I mean, I don't mind telling you guys about that trip because it's like the first distinct memory I have like ever tripping, but it was really hilarious.
0: Do you want to
1: get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll tell it to oh, you. Oh, hell yeah. I was with um so I was with like two of my friends, and I remember we had driven out into the middle of like nowhere um to meet this guy who was like he met us in the car in this in this parking lot at night, and it was so sketchy. But he pulls up and his eyes are like bugging out of his head, <laughs> and his hair is standing up like He was so... He was on it, like, driving over to us, and it was crazy, so... Um... We got it after waiting for, like, probably 45 minutes in a dark parking lot at night. We could have got arrested. My friends had weed in the car and all kinds of stuff, and, uh... I remember... We took it in a water bottle. I believe I took about, like, 15 milligrams of it or something like that, and... It started kicking in, and we went to the pool in his neighborhood. We got back home. I think we took it when we got back home. So, like, we didn't drive on it or anything like that. that would have how how really old
0: were you at the time?
1: I was about 16. Yeah. So, I remember um, we were at the pool, and we were looking up at the stars, and everything started kind of getting like I can't explain. Everything started looking like it's so hard to put into words. It was, it just kind of like that breathing effect, I guess, but in a different way. It was kind of weird. Um, one of my friends, he jumps in the pool and starts screaming like at the top of his lungs. And he said he kept seeing this like shushing face in the water. And my friend would come up out of the water and he'd go, It's a shushy face. And my friend would start screaming and he's like, Ah, the shushy face. And so. So, like, we're running around in the neighborhood. Like, I, I'm i wearing, like, half my clothes. Like, I got no shoes on. We're throwing towels in the street. I think there's, like, spider webs, like, in my eyes and my hair. And my friends are, like, we look like we're insane, like, running around this neighborhood. And um I remember, um like, something really weird that happened. These two guys walked up to us, and one of them had a, uh, they had, like, guitar cases. But one of them was a ukulele case. My friend's, like... He's like, is that a ukulele? They're like, yeah. He's like, can I play it? And so they're like, sure, man. And he picks it up and he starts playing like Egyptian music on the ukulele. And he looks back at us. He's like, I've never played a ukulele in my life. <laughs> we are freaking out. We were just like out of our minds. <laughs> oh mind. my God. So, so we get back to the house and um, we're, we're sitting on the couch. And I remember I was, uh, I went upstairs because I was starting to get kind of freaked out. I was like, my friends were going crazy, so I just didn't feel comfortable anymore. I went up to be by myself. I go up in the dark, and I remember like I saw like shadows walking past me, and all I could hear was like
2: Why? like around
1: me. And I lay down in the bed, and I could hear that. So- I remember at the time I was learning that song, "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." So I, I was like hearing it in my head, audibly playing, but it kept getting higher in pitch and louder and louder. And I was like. <laughs> and I was like oh my god and I could hear like I could hear like dubstep playing in my head too
2: what and my friend
1: comes upstairs and he's like he's like you know our other friend he's like he's gone he's missing and uh, I was like, what do you mean? So apparently he was like sitting on the couch next to him and he saw like an imprint in the seat, but he was, di- he was like invisible or something. <laughs> and so they were just freaking out. And I had oh. my friend come and pick me up and take me to the beach. And um, we all thought we saw this like golden staircase going up in the sky at the same time. And like, we were just so out of it. And I remember like, After that trip, like, I just felt, like, so thankful to, like, have a normal (laughs) mind. And I just (laughs) laid in bed drinking, like, grapefruit juice all day, like, just trying to, like, get back to normal because I was, like, going crazy. But that trip, I didn't, like, learn anything from, you know. I just kind of, like, had an introduction to, you know, ever tripping through that. And, um... You know, I still kind of, like, wanted to do psychedelics before that to learn, but that experience was with a group of people who just did it to do something crazy, and it wasn't really super meaningful, but it left me kind of freaked out after, so so that was a really weird trip.
2: <laughs> nice. Wow. But that yeah. was, like, the
1: first... That was like one of the first experiences I ever had and probably the least meaningful other than my friend who who to this day swears he sold Uh-oh. the soul of the devil during that trip. <laughs> Uh-oh. <So laughs>
2: I was like, "Okay." Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. I uh, speaking of which, I uh, what all have you tried by the way, like psychedelic one. Yeah, yeah.
1: So like, I will say this much, like I I did everything maybe like once or twice. I'm not somebody that has had like tons of trips, but I tried two CE, which I did. another um, like analog of those that I did. I did 25i NBOME, which is another one of those I did a few times. Um, I did LSD twice. I've done mushrooms a couple times, and I have done four ACO DMT once. And I th- think that's the extent of everything I've ever done. And all those I did about once or twice so
2: nice 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so usually when people like and this this is from like what i've read usually when people take psychedelics they have like you know i guess depending on which one it is they meet like spiritual beings Mm -hmm. did that happen to you um so
1: i'll say basically like during my trips like earlier on you know before this podcast we talked about it a little bit so i'll i'll let everybody know that like um my journey into psychedelics led me down a spiritual path and eventually i had some experiences with how i would describe with god and like to this day i've i'm a christian and the types of experiences i had kind of evolved so like earlier on i didn't really have any direct um Experiences with like spiritual entities, except for when I wasn't on psychedelics, like more so because I had opened myself up spiritually. Um, and then later on, when I started having my faith in God, when I did psychedelics, I did see a more spiritual type entity.
0: So, so before psychedelics, you weren't religious, you didn't believe in any like spiritual entities or anything like that. I was,
1: I was an atheist, and I also, um, I was like anti Christianity and God. Like if, if you had told me that you believed in Jesus or in God, I probably would have laughed in your face. And I also would like, I used to watch like the televangelists on TV and I would just watch them because I thought they were insane. And I would just laugh (laughs) at them like that. I would watch it for fun. Okay. So like, if that gives you any clue into it, you know, um, I was brought up with it a little bit, my mo- my mother was a Christian. My dad was more like he wanted me to, to think for myself. So, you know, I had that kind of dichotomy when I was younger. Um, so like with my mom, I'd always rag on her and be like, w- how could you believe in this if blah, 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 you know, for a variety of reasons. So um, that was kind of my background before getting into psychedelics and... As I got into them, I started to kind of question my own thinking so much that I realized like maybe my preconceived views of how other people experience the world may have been skewed, you know, so that was my experience, you know, getting more into spirituality, you know, and I was open to basically everything like at that point when I started getting into it um
0: like did did anything significant happen when you were would you call them, would you call it tripping? like whenever you took psychedelics did anything significant happen to make you feel like god exists or anything different of your spirituality
1: yeah i had a um i had a distinct moment that it's from the outside it might not sound like such a big deal but for me it was kind of like eye opening was um the first time i ever took lsd um i remember I should have prefaced some of this stuff like and explained like where I was and what was happening a little bit but this when I took LSD the first time I was at um, a friend's house and his family actually was like they all use drugs like regularly and stuff so it was like normal for their whole family to do stuff like that and um, so I felt like safe you know I felt like if I had any issues or anything I could talk to anybody and there wasn't gonna be a problem. I didn't have to hide from anyone or anything like that. And so, like, at that point, that experience I went into more open, like, I want to learn about consciousness, who I am, and learn something spiritual through it. And um, I remember when I first took it, when it was kicking in, I was walking around and I was like, oh, wow, no one's even going to know that I took it. Like, I could just do this whenever I want and people won't even... Like I felt like I was so like lucid about it that no one could even tell I was on a psychedelic and I remember going in the bathroom and looking in the mirror at myself and I was like holy crap like (laughs) if anyone saw me right now it is so obvious that I am out of my mind (laughs) and and that realization like hit me a certain way and I was like I don't think I've ever looked at myself that way before like from the outside you know. And I remember after that, I just was like, I, like all my views started to kind of like get deconstructed in front of me. Like as my, as my psychology was kind of like, um, being changed in front of me, like literally like when I was seeing things change and stuff, I just realized like everything that I had built up to form what I believed was real in my life was sort of a facade. Like it wasn't real exactly, you know, at least from what I had thought real meant So, and psychedelics tend to do that, too, like, they make you question reality, obviously, you know, so, um, you know, that was, that was, like, the first moment, I think, where I seriously had, like, sort of an epiphany from it, um, and I felt like by the end of the night that I had learned more in a night than I had in my entire life, like, from anybody, from my parents or from, it just was, like, all at once, now I will say I, I had some other views and stuff and things that I thought about that were very strange, like even during that trip. um, And I look back at all of these experiences and there's an imagery of God, like in my trips, like in that one specifically, I remember having this thought and I know everyone kind of like thinks about this at some point. It's like a funny thing, but uh, you know, thinking like, what if I'm the only person in the world and everyone else is just a projection of my imagination. And <laughs> yeah. <it's all> like-, <laughs> yeah. like I, I had that thought and I, and I was like really taking it seriously for a minute. And I was like, why shouldn't I just, Um, I felt like I was like the only person in the world. And I was like, why shouldn't I just lie and, and basically do anything to get my own way. um, If it's like, to my benefit and to other people's benefit. Like, why shouldn't I do those things? And I had that thought. And as soon as I thought that when my eyes were closed, I saw these crosses like throughout my entire vision, like with Jesus on them, like tessellating on fire, like like a clear vision with my eyes closed. And I was like, you know, I, I wasn't a Christian or anything even close to that at that point. But when I look back, that was like one image that flashed through my mind that had like an archetypal significance at least you know, and I guess if I tried to interpret that now, you know, it's kind of like seeing the selfishness of that thought was like projected to me with like a crucified person, you know, like like dying for, for others or something. It was kind of like a weird, I don't know like why I saw that, you know, but it was a weird image that went through my mind. So um that was like my first taste, I guess, of like a sort of spiritual type um, trip you know and my other ones later did get more spiritual than that but that was like the first one I think that was meaningful to me I also got stopped by the police during that trip and almost got taken <laughs> to jail
0: oh no what happened <laughs> so, oh,
1: man! <laughs> I was just walking through the neighborhood at night and uh, this cop it was really wild because this cop stops us and he was like he was like talking about like he's like He's like, hey, you know, I know kids, you know, they'll try weed every now and then. He's like, I don't care if you guys have any of that on you. He's like, I'm out here just looking for burglars. You know, there were, I guess, burglaries in the area. He started talking about, like, some hot lesbian workers at McDonald's that he saw (laughs) and stuff. And And I'm on acid, so... I was just like, oh what in the world he, he is going thought on? You
0: guys were just smoking pot and you were just chilling out. You're in a whole different mind state. I literally point, thought
1: right? I was just gonna. I thought I was just gonna melt into the ground. Wow. I was like, I can't even believe this guy is saying this stuff right now. Oh my god! And, uh, <laughs> and so I, he asked me for my um, my name and my birthday because he was looking us up in the system, and uh, I lied about my age like three times because I thought there might have been like a curfew, you know? Because I'm like 16 at the time and he and he's like if you lie to me one more time he's like I'm going to take you into the station and I was like okay okay and I told him the truth and he let us go <laughs> but that was like really a shocker that that happened like while you know on it so
2: oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was
0: messed up. You mentioned something you said you would learn more in that one trip than you had in your entire life, and I think that's something really significant and interesting because there are people that have tried acid that have said, you know, and that one trip I learned more than I ever had in my college career or in like there's something that happens. I, I obviously don't know what it is. I'm not a scientist. I don't specialize in psychedelics and I've never done psychedelics, but there's got to be something that does happen to your mind that makes you have this great understanding, this just massive understanding of something like clarity. W- would you say you had more clarity of what you wanted out of your life or things that you understood?
1: I would describe it more as like it set me down a certain path. You know, it wasn't like I got an answer that just hit me and I was like, this is it. It was more, um, you know, like having an experience where I was viewing my everyday perspective from another lens and then going back to normal. I like took, I took that with me. So it was like, now I had this second view of my own consciousness as a part of my life. And it made me kind of like, Rethink my views and and the way I lived up to that point. So I think I started to become more like Empathetic in general You know with like other people and just started to kind of like Be more open because any of the fixed views I had it was like I didn't really have a uh, I know I'm kind of sidetracking by saying this, but I started going the philosophy that I really started diving into at that time also because I was learning it in school was I was learning a lot about postmodernism. And uh, I don't know if you know about postmodernism, but basically, like all of the ideas of of um, modernism have to do with like the individual's ability to understand the universe through reason and rationale. And postmodernism basically challenges those views. So, like I kind of believe that you couldn't really know what was real, if that makes sense. Like I just believe that with our limitations of our perception and our senses, that you just could not know that that we were severely limited so with that being said i just was very open to everything because i didn't believe that anybody could really know what the truth was um and that truth was kind of like um like people would act like they knew what it meant but it was just a shallow like um like um How do I put it? Like, it was like a drama, like people were just acting it out, but it didn't, it would, it was like, it was pretend, like it wasn't real. Not
2: a full understanding.
1: I felt like society was built out of just a big project of everyone pretending together.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. I can agree with that. I can agree with that, yeah. Um, Would you, would you say it's like, uh, like you're opening another dimension or portal or way of understanding
1: Okay, so when I took acid and stuff like that, I don't really feel like that was, um, like as prevalent, but when I started doing other stuff like, um, mushrooms or like DMT and stuff like that, that's more like, you're definitely dealing with things that, that appear to be spiritual, like instantly, like if, you know, um, acid, like I said, is more of like a lucid kind of like rational thinking thing, like it, it, it challenge, it's kind of like I don't know how to explain other than when you're going through these things that are changing in your perception you can identify like the differences easier whereas the other things is kind of like um more encompassing I, I, it's hard to describe it really is most people have a really hard time describing psychedelics so
3: like as, so what you're saying is acid is uh, pretty much geared towards your cognitive function as opposed to all the other psychedelics kind of just fuck you up
1: no, like I wouldn't say that. You know, like it's not like it would be like an intoxicating thing as much. Like other psychedelics, other I'm, the other psychedelics are just more like, like for example, if you start taking like a higher amount of mushrooms or something, usually you're gonna start to tap into something of the mind or the or the spirit that is like a spiritual nature. Like you're, it's kind of like you're seeing and dealing with things that appear to be. Directly spiritual like the other things are kind of like it becomes more of like a mind lucid thinking type of drug like I guess is the way to put it. Um, but like, I'm not as experienced in the sense that I never took like high amounts of anything. So I usually just like when I took acid, I had taken just like one hit, you know, but I've known people that have taken like 20 hits at a time. Man, and that, is, like, that, oh that
2: is gosh. interesting. Um, so I know that uh, like in ancient cultures, like dating back to like 9,000, 7,000 BC, like the shamans took shrooms, right? So would you say that there's like some like link between like modern religion and taking psychedelics um you know for me like if
1: i was just directly talk about like christianity which is what i you know like i i'm a christian i don't really i'm like open to learning more about it but i don't really i don't buy into like the whole psychedelic like prevalence in in christianity but obviously like if you look at like today's kind of pop culture spirituality and new age beliefs and stuff like that psychedelics is like right in the heart of all of that today you know so and and that's what i was getting into you know um i want to talk more about that too because i was actually through these experiences and some of the things that started happening to me after having the experiences i started like I actually was going to uh, be initiated um, with monks and learn meditation and basically go into a, um, a, um, a spiritual set of beliefs. And I was going to study with people basically who believe that all paths lead to God. And my path got redirected through a series of things that happened to me, which made me believe um, in Jesus like I do today. Um, But I wouldn't believe in that if I hadn't had the experience that I had. So I will get into that, you know, later. But some of the experiences I had that started uh, becoming more spiritual led me to kind of be like I wanted to embrace um, mainly like what the monks did, you know, and learn meditation and go that route
0: more. I know you basically tell your story about how psychedelics really changed your life. Um, Do you want to get into that? And tell the full story i mean yeah i can
1: i can get into it and tell you i mean basically everything i'm talking about applies to the same thing you know it's just the chronology of it's weird because in the beginning those first couple trips i had was like a taste of reality is different than you perceive it to be so you know just be more open and uh you know at that point my my mental state like up to that point i would say was pretty bad I, uh, you know, my parents split up when I was young and, um, I was like, I was very rude to my mom. You know, I would, I would tell her off and I had a lot of angst and I was like, you know, I actually, when I first started getting into this stuff, I was suicidal. Like I was, I was ready to kill myself pretty much. So like when I got into this stuff, it was kind of like, I need to know the truth of who I am and what this life is about or I'm ready to like get out of it. You know, like I pretty much was in that state of mind. Um, And so with that being said, like when I started having these trips, like I started to relook at my behavior towards like my family um, and just how I was. And I was like, I don't really want to be that person. You know, like I don't want to hurt my family. I don't want to be rude to my mom. Um, You know, I felt like When I looked at the other people around me, I felt like I saw a lot of ignorance and it made me very spiteful against people in general. So I was just, I was just judgmental and cynical. You know, I just felt like everyone I looked at was like I said, playing pretend all the time. Like they knew what life was about when it was just a joke pretty much. And um, I don't believe that today, but I'm telling you what I thought because even hearing your guys' reaction to it, it's like, So many people think this way today. But when I was thinking that way, like I was seriously, I was ready to kill myself. Like I just didn't really see a purpose to living at all. And if there was a purpose, it was just made up, you know. And um, I think when I went deeper into these experiences, like when I did mushrooms the first few times, like I remember one of the first times, you know, instead of looking in the mirror and seeing... Um, myself from a different perspective I looked in the mirror on mushrooms and saw like my face like changing into like hundreds of other people's faces and I saw like these geometric pictures like moving through my like spiritual being and stuff like you know I started seeing like with my eyes closed it looked like I was moving into a room with these like geometric super complex like beings you know but I thought it was a projection of my own mind um, in like an advanced form, sort of, that I was communicating with. Um, and that's what I looked at spirits as, is I saw them as like, basically, um, basically like, it's hard to put into words, but I just saw it as a projection of my consciousness. You know, like me and you would be a reflection of our, of of a universal consciousness, so to speak. And, and spirits were just another, um, I saw, what I saw spirits as when I thought of them was more like um, this moment was an eternal moment that we were in. And when you saw spirits, you were seeing different moments of reality converging into one, like people in the past and in the future existing, like all at one time in consciousness. That's how I thought about it. I know it sounds kind of weird, but um, I started getting super interested in astral projection. I don't know if you guys have talked about that on the show. At all? Not
0: yet. But, uh, no, not
2: yet. It's a good subject. To <laughs> yeah, about. you guys yeah. might
1: as well have a whole, Very good a whole uh,
2: podcast Episode. on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. That's definitely in the works for the future.
1: Yeah. So I also want to pr- like say when I talk about this stuff now, I realize to some people listening to this who might be more like rationalistic that these these things I am saying sound kind of like like woo woo and Out yeah, there. like I yeah. I know that now. You know what I mean? But this is what I thought back then. So, um, I got into astral projection and this was really weird, but, um, there was a family friend that basically everybody knew she was like spiritual and I called her one day.
0: Uh, what, when do you say, when you say spiritual, do you mean religious or like believing it? What did she believe in?
1: So she would astral project like every day, like. On a daily basis, and she would see spirits. Um, she would go to other dimensions. She would say and see different planes of spirituality. Um, and she believed in like she had some pretty wacky beliefs. She believed in like reptilians and like all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, she they they. I'm not saying I'm I'm leaving a lot of names out of this, you know, other than myself because you know I just don't want anyone to get yeah, in trouble. But um, they would call her like crazy. Blah blah blah, her name. So she they she was kind of wacky as a person. But um I used to talk to
0: So her title was crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. not missus no, no.
1: or doctor <laughs> or professor. Yeah, yeah. She was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um but she would astro project all the time and I remember being very interested in that because I was like, Hey, um if we have a spiritual part of our being that can leave our body, why would we not do it? Like if it's a part of us, why wouldn't we like, you know, um, like, why wouldn't we manifest that part of ourselves or whatever? That's how I looked at it. So, um, she, I called her on the phone, talked to her, told her about my psychedelic experiences. And I was like, I want to, you know, learn this because it's really fascinating to me. And so like, we talked a bit and she would explain to me like how to do it and stuff. And I did do it in dreams uh, several times, but I never did it while I was actually awake. Um, but around this time, something else very strange started happening to me. Um, and mind you, this was after I had taken mushrooms. I did 4ACO DMT at another point, which is another crazy spiritual type experience I had. That was one where I thought I was God, though, so that was kind of weird. <laughs> um, but uh, I, um, I remember. I started seeing things in my dreams before they would happen like a lot. So I would see somebody have a conversation and I would wake up and then they would be like actually having the conversation I had just seen. And my dreaming reality was like blending into my waking reality. Um, and that's why my, I believe that time was like convoluted. So I would, I would think that spirits were like in the past and in the present. Um, I mean in the past and in the future. So I was starting to think like, um, Time was like a, a made-up man-made thing and that we are kind of like in eternity so to speak and psychedelics kind of like opened up my eyes to that eternal spiritual you know archetypal type realm you know and um so i would see these things in my dreams also i started to kind of like know things randomly like i would know where people were going to be just like in my intuition i guess and that's when my thinking started getting kind of kooky like i i started just thinking like i was in this like hyper almost like god mode where i just thought i knew everything that was going to happen and you know i went down these trails of um you know just being kind of fanatical spiritually like i didn't have like a grounded peaceful like understanding i was like very hyper and just like felt like i knew like the answer to the universe and was (laughs) you know (laughs) and psychedelics will do that too you know they'll make you like think you just know like you've tapped into like this infinite knowledge so but the downside of that is i started to go kind of like i was scared like i was starting to go crazy because nobody was seeing this stuff around me so i felt like i was seeing a reality nobody else was seeing and it made me very frightened i was like i'm gonna get like um you know, I, I thought that I, I, there was like, um, my house at one point I thought was haunted and stuff would like fall off the walls and stuff like that. And I, somebody had been murdered in my house before I moved into it.
2: What?
0: Yeah, yeah, somebody, Ooh, some- we, we touched on something about that. Yeah, yeah, somebody- Not that specific. Somebody thing. had
1: been shot in my house before I moved into it. And I remember, um I would get like vexed almost like out of nowhere, I would get like super angry and would just like stuff would fall off the walls. And, um, I believe that there was spiritual stuff going on when I was there. And, um, so this kind of awareness of like a darker spirituality made me scared that if I didn't get in a community of people who understood spirituality, I was going to kind of go crazy and just lose my mind. like, you know, because I thought I was tapping into something that nobody else was seeing.
0: Almost like young Tom Riddle in Harry Potter. he's <laughs> <is> visiting <laughs> Dumbledore in the orphanage. And he's like, Tom, can you do stuff that other kids can't? And he's like, you wouldn't understand. And then Dumbledore lights the the cupboard on fire. And he's like, oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But not to that extent. It's just, just what I related that to in my mind.
1: Also, I know that I'm talking about a lot of things really fast, and I get kind of sidetracked. So, if you guys ever want to like ask something to clarify or anything, just feel free to just like cut in, you know? Um, yeah,
2: I do have a question. Okay. Um, so about your house, right? Yeah. Um, you said you would get like really <laughs> vexed, <laughs> yes. and like stuff would fall off the wall. Like, yeah, yeah. Would those would would that happen at the same time? Like when you got mad, the stuff would fall, or? is it something that happened separately
1: yeah it, no it was like i i like it it would be something like my mom would upset me and i just would flip like i would get like super angry and then i i remember i had this weird thing where i felt because um i thought the house had some spirit or something i had set the whole room up to be like the way i wanted it to be so when somebody came in and messed with it i felt like they were like taking away, like, my intention that I had put into everything and was, like, allowing this thing to happen. So I, I got mad, and then all of a sudden, like, stuff would fall off my walls, and I would just be, like, you know, aware. I was like, crap, you let this spirit back in. <laughs> thing. Like, that's, like, what I was thinking at the time, which is kind of weird.
2: I mean, um like, what I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so are you affecting your reality in a sense like are you affecting the i guess the atmosphere around you that's causing the stuff to fall or is it actually spirits like what 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 do you think
1: well think of it also in the inverse you know if there are spiritual forces they would affect you and your thinking you know what i mean so it could have been the other way as well where something was affecting me right as it was trying to show itself you know or or do whatever it would do you know what i mean so like I believe that today that spirits, you know, like influence us through our thinking and through our feelings and stuff like
2: that. So So like when this was happening, were you uh like did you did you take any psychedelics like before or like is this just something that just happened? No, this
1: all these things I'm talking about with like dreams and the spirit stuff and and like astral projecting and dreams, none of these things were on psychedelics. This was just after I had kind of like opened up the door of you know I want to dive deeper into spirituality and see what's real no matter what it costs you know like even if it makes me crazy like I want to know what the truth is so
2: so are you still on this journey of like uh, spirituality and going through it and learning more I mean definitely
1: you know and even to this day I would say like I still have an interest in psychedelics you know like even as a Christian like it's a fascinating subject um and my experiences with them which I'll talk more about you know in a bit too but like I don't really see it as something that's like a morally wrong thing but i from my experiences i see it as like you know from as a christian today i see it as something that's not necessary to connect with god or anything like that that's kind of my take on it so like you know um i know that view doesn't really align with a lot of like people traditionally so I'm i'm open to hearing you know like both sides and i'm learning about that still to this day so in regards to psychedelics but yeah even with spirituality in general like you know i always want to keep my heart open and learn from everyone you know so
2: for sure for sure do you read the bible by chance
1: of course yeah
2: okay so i i want to ask you this um so you know the story about moses and like the burning bush yeah, right yeah, yeah. uh do you think he was higher <laughs> like-
1: so so this is what i said before is like i i'm familiar with like um there's like a book called the psychedelic gospels um and stuff like that where people have talked about various experiences where they think that like potentially it could have been psychedelics in the bible and stuff i do not um ascribe to that like i don't i don't believe that right now um but i also don't know enough about the subject like i know if you look at for example like there's churches um like in i think it's in like you know in like um like italy and stuff but different places where you can actually see imagery of like mushrooms around jesus and stuff and they 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 say that there may be some underlying psychedelic uh part of like the culture of christianity i don't know enough about that and i don't like i don't really support that belief where i am right now (laughs) um so you know i'm sure people tripped back in those times you know i just as far as what the story was saying like i don't really um i've known people that have seen um fire um and god appearing through fire including myself not on psychedelics from like no no psychedelic at all so i know that that experience can happen without um drugs i want to really talk about some of this stuff too because The experience I've had outside of psychedelics have been way more intense than the experiences I've had on psychedelics. Like I said, it was kind of like a gateway um, to me opening up to more spiritual things.
2: Stefan, you said like before you started taking psychedelics, like you were suicidal um, and stuff like that, like after you started taking it did you feel any different i i can't say
1: it was directly like just because of psychedelics but you know you'll you'll actually hear this from people who are like um you know when people have like a sort of mystical experience even if it was through a psychedelic um usually they'll say that that experience is what brought them to like some kind of a transformation you know what i mean so i don't really i don't really attribute it directly to the psychedelic i just attribute it to like the things i saw in the experience that i took with me so um yeah it's interesting i know they're doing more studies on it being used therapeutically all around the world right now and you know perhaps there is definitely a place for it you know medically to help in different ways i know that they use it with ptsd patients and stuff like that they're working on it and for like I know they're doing stuff with like psilocybin cures, like cluster headaches with people and stuff like that. I've heard all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, psychotherapy is amazing. And I feel like when they start uh, lifting a lot of the laws and bans that they have against certain types of psychedelics, it will also help much more in that field. Um, So there's, like you said, there's been like a lot of research and there was a a research uh, that was done that said like, for example, psilocybin, um, it kind of like slows down your brain activity in the sense that like it affects your uh, what they call the is it I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right <laughs> thalamus the thalamus part of your brain that's like in the central part of your brain um, and pretty much that's a part of your brain that limits your thoughts so that you're not like uh, it limit it limits it to the point where you don't feel like you're going crazy. Um, so it slows down that part so that you can think more freely and there's like no limits to your thoughts, right? So yeah, yeah, there's a research that said that. So that's why uh, usually when people uh, take certain types of psychedelics, they feel like uh, like it's mind expanding in a sense. Um, there's also another study um, which pretty much said that uh, people who have like like depression and anxiety and, and PTSD um, like bef- they they would do a scan of their brains, right? So these would be people who I guess participated in the in the research. They would do the scan of the brain before, right? And when they did the scan, they would notice that um, the pre prefrontal cortex pretty much uh, is shrunken for people who are experiencing these uh, uh, symptoms of mood disorders. And like because it's shrunken, um, they're they're saying that it causes the symptoms, right? Um, so after they take psychedelics, they would see that, uh, this area in the brain, like, uh, which your, which your, uh, dendritic spine and your neurons, which, uh, have, like, the synopsis where, like, it communicates information between your neurons, it, uh, that part would also be, like, like, retracted in a sense. So after you take the psychedelics, they see, like, improvement in this area of the brain, and you're, like, uh, you're pretty much developing, um, more, more branches in, in your neurons and, and more spines in the, in the uh, dendric spine of the neurons. Um, so it's, it's even increasing the, the, the amount of synapses that you have between your neurons. And then after that, people usually have that uh, life-altering experience where they're like, oh, I, you, you know, they feel different, like it changes your brain structure and it makes you feel better in a sense in the long run
1: yeah i mean it's really interesting i think that kind of stuff hearing that stuff is what got me into it to begin with you know um but then there's also you know it's it's there's a lot of i'm I'm glad that more research is being done on it you know and i think because of like the drug war and the politics surrounding it that there's been like barred research over time which is you know there's a lot more coming out now which is interesting
0: especially in the more recent years with psilocybin, psilocybin you know, yeah I, I feel like the uh, I, I feel like the legalization of marijuana um, although it doesn't have marijuana doesn't have any effects on the like direct psychology of the brain that was a major drug that was illegal for a while as well as you know mushrooms and a lot of other psychedelics MDMA. and psilocybin had it, it well. psilocybin especially mushrooms uh, there has always been an, a very impactful, um, you know, thing happening with people with severe depression or um, major depressive disorders and anxiety. And um, I, I was watching that very popular psychedelic Netflix documentary going around, um, which is a good watch, by the way. I would I would check it out. Um, there's a scientist on there that made a good point. He said. Uh, you know a couple bad things happen on some drugs and the government freaks out and claims you know claims that they're too dangerous to be legal and that maybe that they're you know there is some good that these drugs could do but they have just been said you know they're dangerous and illegal and it has kept people from being able to study the direct positive effects on them so um i think it's uh, I-, I believe that mushrooms are going to be the next big um, you know drug to be analyzed and legalized and I feel like it has a lot of positive effects that could happen to society
2: I just want to say shout out to the Beatles for uh, helping LSD get banned in the 1960s. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what I find interesting is, I guess this is like sort of off topic in a sense. Um, like, you have the government banning these drugs but, you know, you have the CIA doing experiments with them. So, I, I'm like, eh, it's oh, kind of yeah. weird. That's pretty wild too. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, like, they're doing experiments with, uh, or, like, you know, you can go through um, some of, like, the declassified stuff and, um, you can go through, like, like you know, on the CIA website, you can just type in, you know, whatever you're looking for, uh, LSD or whatever, and you're going to find it. And I'm like, you guys banned this stuff, but you're using it? Like, They
1: gave LSD to uh, to hookers and tried to use it on people unwillingly, like, you know, so that they would, like, as like a truth-telling serial, they try to get information out of people. Yeah, like, that's like, a, that's like a declassified thing that happened with the CIA.
2: I mean, it, it's interesting. I, like, my whole thing is, I'm like, why ban it if you're going to use it yourself for experiments? Like, I can say, um, if you're banning it for, like, public consumption, okay, whatever. But, like, if you're doing it for research purposes, you shouldn't still be um, under that same ban. Are there any types of uh, misconceptions surrounding psychedelics that you've come across? Um...
0: Like like the shapes and colors. The geometric stuff. (laughs) What's this the first thing we come to mind?
1: I think that the things that people come to think that they realize spiritually, like including myself for a period of time, um, is a lot more misleading than than you might think firsthand. So, like, for example, you know, a lot of things that people think about um what people think about God and what people think about spirituality and especially people's take on uh christianity in particular i think is you can you can see kind of a uniform mindset that people get from psychedelics like in the new age community for example and a lot of people believe that like god is one with everything and when you like you know when you try to like when people will say have like an ego death experience that you're eliminating your ego so you can become one with everything. And that's kind of like a Buddhist um, belief in a lot of ways. Um, You know, becoming one with like the, the, like the, the nothingness essentially like, or becoming, becoming enlightened through like get, get, getting uh, ridding yourself completely, you know, to be one with like the ultimate reality. And, um, I have a friend that, you know, he talks a bit about this. He has a YouTube channel and it's so interesting because I met him recently. He has like a very similar background to me. He was into psychedelics. He actually became a shaman and he had experiences with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. And he like is a Christian now, but he talks, he talks to a lot of new age, um, people who hold this belief. And he's, you know, he just said that one of the realizations that he had was that, you know, when he took psychedelics that everything in the world, like all of the worst evils and injustices, you know, like Hitler and people being raped and, you know, like racism and all these injustices, like if God was one with everything, then you had to be one with all those things as well. And like something that sets apart, say like a belief in God is depicted, you know, like in the Christian belief is that God is light, you know, and in him is no darkness. So, like, there's a separation from the things that are evil. And, like, when you believe that you're one with everything, it's kind of welcoming in all of these different things, you know. And if you if you learn about spirits and stuff like that, um, spirits that are evil, are they're deceptive on purpose. So, like, a lot of things that can seem true get twisted even slightly to the point where people get manipulated. And I think that the when people come out of psychedelics a lot, they believe, like, that basically you're one with consciousness and one with everything and one with this God that's in everybody and everything. And that's a different depiction than um, the experiences that I had that led me away from that belief. Um, I want to talk about like why I came to believe what I did, you know, and why I didn't just stick with that particular belief Um, because it wasn't like Somebody just logically explained it to me and I was like, oh, wow, this makes sense. It was like some certain things that I saw and went through that made it undeniable to me um, personally that it was Jesus was my path in life. You know, Um, I want to talk about that because where I was with this story before about uh, what happened with this person who was teaching me astral projection, uh, things like kind of climax at that point in the story because I had some really crazy things start to happen that like I just at that point I had to find an answer or I was going to just lose my mind um one night I called a friend to try to get uh MDMA one night I had done that a few times as well and had some experiences and um I was going through my call list and I was like I'll hit this random number, hoping it's the girl I'm trying to get in touch with because I forgot her phone number that I knew had MDMA. (laughs) So I call this random number and on the other uh, end of the line was this girl that went to my high school or uh, I went to like four high schools. So it was the one I went to before I was at and uh, she said to me, oh, I got a psychic reading um, and this is what the psychic told me. The psychic told me, Stefan is at peace and he's going to get something from Blank, the, the person I was talking to about astral projection that is going to harm him. Um and I was supposed to talk to that lady um that I talked to about astral projection like five minutes from that phone call.
0: Is, is this uh crazy whoever?
1: Uh yeah. The, yeah. This is the person I was going okay, to talk so she's,
0: to. Not So did, did she did she say that So the friend you you called said she saw the psychic and said that uh crazy uh we'll just call her crazy lady yeah. crazy lady um sorry <laughs> um, whoever you are <laughs> um, is going to give you is going to give you something did she say her name yes she said her name uh, did did she know her
1: the the psychic doesn't know either of us she just knew
0: damn that's a good psychic but, i need it, her number did your did your friend did your friend know
1: this woman, you know, I may have talked about it at some point, but I'm, I mean, I knew that that psychic just said these things, you know what I mean? Um, Because of the nature of how it happened as well, because I was going to talk to her immediately after that phone call. Like I was scheduled to talk to her on the phone, right? Five minutes from then. And I talked to the, I talked to this lady and I said, and I knew what she wanted to send me already. She wanted to send me books on how to astral project. So I told her, I said, hey, uh, if you send me these books, I'm gonna burn them because of what just happened. And she said, (laughs) she said, oh no, no, like psychics can try to deceive you from the path and you know, um, this and that. And so I went around for like two weeks being like, who do I trust? Like, I don't know if I should trust a psychic who obviously just shook up my whole view of what reality was because how could somebody know my name and somebody else's name that's never met me or knows anything about my life at all? Um, my grid for reality did not fit that picture at all like I didn't I never knew that that could even happen so for two weeks I was like meditating trying to figure out what any of this meant and um, I went to the mall to meet up with my girlfriend at the time and her mom and I'm walking around waiting for her, and this guy comes up to me I remember it was this black guy he had a tattoo on his neck and he said to me he said Jesus told me to talk to you And he he told me all the things that were happening to me. And he said, do you want to pray to give your life to Jesus? And I was like, you know what? There's so much crazy stuff happening to me already. Like, sure, whatever. Like, I don't really, uh, you know, I just did it to do it. I didn't really be like, yes, this is what I want to go after. But I prayed with him, the sinner's prayer, you know, like Jesus coming to my heart, all this stuff. And I went on with my life, but I will say that I felt this weight come off me because I, I was like, seriously didn't know who to trust. But after that, I felt like I didn't have to worry about it anymore. Oh my Um, God. So if that wasn't enough, um, I think within that, uh, another period of a week or two, I took mushrooms, um, you know, to have another spiritual experience. And I remember it was like, when I took it, I was walking around outside and I just saw like the harmony of, of, nature like in the bugs and everything and everything just looks so pure like and i remember thinking our bodies were like just like loaned to us pretty much like and this was just like a you know it was like a rental essentially for our like spiritual being and i remember laying in bed and literally just crying my eyes out realizing that the meaning of life was to love like it, it was like so real to me and i also remember seeing a vision of like i was seeing all these visions of like um It was so crazy. I was seeing so many things. I mean, I literally saw, like, these golden faces, like, all over the place. It looked like these spiritual pictures, and I saw, like, um, just this intricate web of just, like, consciousness and stuff, and I remember, like, I saw, um... So I don't it was something weird it was like I saw this song in a list of songs on iTunes and one of them it was like Jesus something or whatever and I remember having this vision of this like cross of light like come through my vision and I just as I was like realizing that the meaning of life was the love and it was like such a real powerful like feeling that I had and um, so then that experience happened and then like basically I was going to go down to this place called you can look it up if you want it's called Kriya Yoga Um, and I was going to learn with a bunch of monks and get initiated, um, and learn this Kriya yoga technique, you know, for people who are supposedly like, you know, enlightened and learn from these people who had practiced meditation their whole life. And, um, this was through my girlfriend at the time, her family was, uh, they used to go to it and they, they suggested, Hey, just go do, they were Christians, but they were very broken Christians too. So, you know, there was a lot of dysfunction and, you know, it just, I wasn't really like I didn't want to be a Christian. I wanted to be a spiritual person, you know? And um, I, they just recommended go there because at least you'll be safe and learn from people and whatever. But they had a friend, I guess, that used to live at the ashram and he, he left because he wanted to pursue a relationship with Jesus. And he was like, he wanted to talk to me before I went down to the Ashram to get initiated. And I was like dragging my feet. I'm like, all right, sure, I'll go and I'll talk to this guy. I already still was kind of like against Christianity a little bit, even after all the stuff that had happened to me. And um, I went to this guy's house and he started talking to me about Jesus. And he started talking to me about um, the Holy Spirit. And he started talking to me about miracles. And I remember as he was talking to me, I looked over at my girlfriend, I looked over at her mom and I felt this presence like really strong in my body. And it felt like fire was like going through my whole body. And I was like, what is this? He's like, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. He said, um, God is a spirit. And I was like, wow, like I never really thought of it that way. Um, because I believe that God is a higher consciousness, and uh, I never really thought, hey, maybe God is conscious and he is a higher consciousness, but you know maybe God isn't um completely fake like I thought, and uh that feeling that I got never left me from that day, like it happened to me, and I literally just had that feeling every day since then um where I could sense God and I saw like this guy telling a story. Um, His name's Todd White. If you ever wanna look him up, he's this crazy guy with dreadlocks. He tells a story. He was a drug addict for like 23 years. Um, He used to be in the Marines. He got like kicked out and he was like suicidal and all this stuff. And he had an experience with Jesus. He started talking about um, this guy, the pastor at his church, they brought in this, this family brought in uh, a lady with cancer and they prayed for him and they didn't even believe in God or anything. They just went there as a last resort because they were like, we, have, we don't really have many options, you know, she's going to die of cancer. They prayed for this lady and she got completely healed. Um, so he was like, if God is going to do that in a church, why won't he do it anywhere else? Like in Walmart or wherever. So he prayed for like 500 people, nothing happened at all. And then he started seeing miracles and he saw like people... Um, you know, crazy stuff like people with with, uh, messed up discs in their back, people with broken bones, you know, people who are blind, like get healed miraculously. And I heard this stuff and I heard it in his voice and I knew he wasn't lying. I knew he wasn't lying. I could see it, you know, and you could look the guy up if you want. But I started, instead of going to the Ashram, I went to the guy's church. um, And the church was a Uh, more charismatic, like open to spiritual experiences type church. And, uh, I started seeing those miracles like instantly, like I would go into the streets and pray for people. And I started seeing like paralyzed people get healed. I saw people with broken bones get healed instantly praying for them. Like all of the stuff that the Bible says in the new Testament, the things that happened with those people, I was literally witnessing with my own eyes and, My psychedelic experiences like kind of led me to be open in general. But when I started seeing these things, I was like, how come nobody told me this was real in my entire life? Like up until I was seven, this was, I was 17 when this happened and um, I felt like cheated kind of, I was like, you know, my mom believed in God. I went to a Christian school at one point, like how come no one ever even told me about this stuff? You know, they
3: were doing it wrong
1: yeah well that's what i mean like i'm i said this before the podcast but i almost got kicked out of my school at one point i went to a christian college and i was praying for people all the time and like you know a lot of this stuff when you talk about it, it freaks people out because they're just not used to it um but this is the stuff that jesus did and taught you know and he he taught he showed who god was and he showed the power of god through his life and that was what that's what caught my heart. And that's what caused me to, to pursue, you know, having a relationship with Jesus. So, um, as a Christian, I, I also did do, um, it's so funny. I'll say this like a week after all this happened, right. Um, when I went to this church and started seeing miracles and stuff, I took LSD again and I did it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, so I did it and, um, the trip was more spiritual, you know, than the first time I had done it. And it was really interesting because some of the stuff I was seeing was like... um, I When I closed my eyes, I, when I was looking around, I could see energy like moving through everything. Like it was just like pulsating. I could literally see it moving through everything. And I saw... Um, when I saw somebody get scared or I saw somebody get like um, a negative feeling, I would see these like demon faces like come through like and I could also see when I started to um when I started to like feel this this kind of like overwhelming like negative feeling I saw like I saw like a literal decoration of a cross on the wall but I started to meditate on God and I felt this peace like come over my whole being and I remember thinking like Jesus took all of this sin and this stuff so that I didn't have to be like scared of it and I had this peace and I remember like I went almost into like a trance at one point and I saw like all of these tessellating geometries of like light like and it looked like an angel was like praying like this like in the light and uh I could see like the way that the waves in the ocean and the way that like the birds and stuff all flew in patterns everything was all connected in these like in this like oneness I could see it in everything and um I went to church that night and I met my friend who uh, is a worship leader I started playing music with. But I, I me and him always joke about it because the first time I ever walked into the church, I was coming down from acid <laughs> with all my friends. <laughs> we went into the church. You know, me, we yes. all walk in there barefoot. We're all like, we've been tripping. And uh, I remember just feeling so like, I felt so grateful because I was like, man, God gave me this peace and no man could take that away from me. And I have it for the rest of my life. Like I had this feeling and it like literally just made me want to cry. Like in the, sh- I was in the shower, I just wanted to cry. I was like, I was like, this is so amazing. Like all the stuff I was looking for in psychedelics, like I found in God, you know? So like, um. you know, I didn't trip again for like a long time. And it was only like a few years ago, I had taken mushrooms again. I had done them two I had done uh mushrooms two more times in the time that I was a Christian and it was so funny cuz like both those times I had meaningful like mystical type experiences where I where I directly had experiences with God again but it was so funny cuz I kept getting this message that was like psychedelics aren't necessary to connect with God you know and that's kind of like my take on it now is like yes i had some beneficial experiences from them and they they do open you up but the answer was never in the psychedelics it's always been in god for me you know so like i don't recommend it to people i try to point them like to god first you know but if somebody's gonna have the experience i try to like at least share my story first so they can see like why i don't say hey go out and just go trip because it's going to change your life like (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of different things, and good but, and bad that comes with it. You but know? it's
0: interesting. It's interesting because you did have a very life changing experience on psychedelics, and it, and um, I know Stefan outside of this podcast. You, you mentioned to me that you also had another friend have a similar experience in psychedelics that led him to some sort of um spirituality or um some spiritual realization, and um, it's just really intriguing that some people have had similar outcomes when taking psychedelics. You know, you both had grown a relationship closer to God, and a lot of people will have some sort of experience where they feel they have learned more while on psychedelics than they have either in their entire life or in some other significant time frame, uh, and it's it's really interesting. It's it is almost like it's an expansion of the mind, or you come to a great understanding of what you want or need in your life. Is almost what it seems to me
1: yeah i remember one of the things that was like uh i took from several of the experiences as i said this after to a lot of people um i said i felt like i was seeing what i already like knew within me you know like it was like i was uncovering something i had already uh known basically if that makes sense so like There's a lot of times too I don't I don't want to I don't want to pretend like this isn't real and say, you know, there's a lot of people you can talk to as well that have done this stuff and it didn't really do anything other than they just partied or had like a bad experience or just, you know, like it they didn't have anything change their life about it or they're more lost than from before when they started doing it. And that's unfortunately a reality with a lot of people that do it as well, which is why I say it's not like an answer in itself. Like if you go into it with like, you know, but to be fair, if you go into anything in life with your heart set on like uncovering the truth and wanting to change your life, you know, you could go to your job and start to change your life versus like, you know, uh, going to your job and just treating it like any other day. Like it's, but it is a mind altering tool. So like, you know, it does have the effect and everything, but there's not everyone that does it is going to have a life changing experience, however, people do, you know. So, so
3: is it like uh, based on their mindset?
1: I, well, if you, if you listen to people who say, you know, whether they have good or bad trips, it's majority of it is based on their mindset right. and where like their setting, like where they were and what it was, you know, the atmosphere they were in.
0: Gotcha. Because you, you were saying that you were seeking, um, kind of a truth Mm -hmm. at the time uh, some sort of a um, you know what is real kind of moment and you found that um, for you God and um, Christianity is the real so you went maybe unknowingly or knowingly I don't know I'm not you you went into that um, psychedelic experience seeking that and it just kind of Happened or the events that happened to you kind of led you down that path of what you saw. That's
1: how I see it. I see it more as it was just like the path yeah. I went down, like because I just followed what was in front of me, you know, with my heart set on knowing the truth. Well, after that guy came up to me the first time, and when I met, uh, you know, my other friend who was full of the Holy Spirit, I kind of just came to the conclusion that like God was trying to actually get through to me. Um, and that's kind of the view I took on. I was like, I just kind of went with the flow and I wound up in, you know, believing in Jesus and, you know, my experiences didn't end there. Like even how I said, I saw miracles in the beginning and stuff. I mean, this is still going on like to this day. Like I still see these things like God still speaks to me like on a regular basis and, uh, you know, like, um, I've seen visions, you know, like supernatural vision. I've seen angels, I've seen demons, like all this stuff. And, you know, this is without any psychedelics at all. Even after not doing them for years, like I still was having visions and seeing things that were supernatural. Um, You know, you don't hallucinate seeing um, a person with broken bones get healed instantly. You know, that's an atheist. Somebody that doesn't believe in God, you're watching freak out because they're not in pain anymore. You know, like I didn't hallucinate that stuff. Like, and that's why... When people ask me, like, I don't really point at other people's beliefs to point them as to prove them wrong. I just share my experience because I I experienced Jesus and the things in the Bible as real, you know, and that's that's the path that I went down. So it's like if I didn't have those experiences, I couldn't sit here today and say that I believe these things. It was because I have seen the things that I did that. Um that I believe, you know, and I empathize with people who really struggle believing in Jesus or anything like that, because I was really on in on that same page for a long time in my life, you know, but I never heard about the stuff I'm talking about right now. Um, And it wasn't until I actually saw Jesus like, in other people for real that it made sense to me. So a lot of times, you know, I know the typical um, image of a Christian today is like, basically a hypocrite, you know, all dressed up. It's not, it's not spiritual. And if you really searched, you know, like you'll find people that are real, you know, and I guarantee you like God, God really, I think if you look at what God is and like who he is, if you're genuine and honest, like that's a representation of truth, you don't want to be fake and and represent a lie, you know, so I think that um I never really saw Jesus in anybody until I had that experience with the Holy Spirit and then I started to see other people who are real, you know. And people have their flaws, you know, like um everyone makes mistakes and people are human, so like it's easy to point the finger at how people have been the example and have screwed up. But um if you like really get a taste of God, you know, you can usually see past people's human mistakes and like see a deeper part of like the divinity between everybody, you know. So, anyways, that's my rant. is over now. I know you probably want to ask a lot of questions about everything. So,
2: oh yeah, I have a question. Um, so about the guy that first walked up to you, mm-hmm. um, would you say that he might have been a guardian angel?
1: <laughs> he gave me his phone number, so I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I never mind. <laughs> he
2: gave, he gave but, me his phone number. I, I Area
0: code is heaven. I never talked wow. to him though
1: again, and uh, <laughs> I never talked to him though. So you know, what's funny is. He went up to me in that mall and he prayed for me but i literally have prayed for like over like a hundred people in that mall probably and and have gotten kicked out of that mall for praying for people so like he probably like he he may have not known you know that like what he was doing had an impact like that so like if i ever you know go up to somebody and share with them like hey god loves you and you know like pray for them or something like I try to remember like that's what happened to me you know that changed my life so that it's just funny to think about like you know people probably thought of people probably think i'm an angel so they'll ask me sometimes like hey are you an angel i'm like no i just am a normal person but still, like, you know god want <laughs> me to say something you know
2: yeah it's the hair definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Except for, like, when I'm talking, you know, and I, I teleport away instantly. That usually like, freaks people. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. No, ha- that hasn't happened yet. Well, actually, yet. It, it hasn't dreamed, so maybe it happened for real, but <laughs> I don't I wouldn't. I don't know exactly.
0: And the astral projecting is actually real. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I <laughs> mean, I think it's real. I mean, astral projection is, like, this really, like, ancient um, practice. So, I mean, I've anything coming from ancient cultures, I'm just like, for it, 100%.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, earlier earlier in the episode, we were talking about, you know, psychedelics um, in religion, and uh, there's a lot of Native American cultures that have used psychedelics, and uh, not just Native Americans, a lot of cultures have used psychedelics, and um, what's interesting about Yeah, what's interesting about Stefan's story is psychedelics brought him to religion and one of his friends as well. Um, It's just really interesting to think about. Almost like, um, you know, a lot of people have said that whenever you're taking psychedelics, if you hope for an outcome or you're at least like you have a... You know, plan in mind of what you want to find out on a trip in psychedelics, um, you will usually get closer to that outcome. And Stefan was having, uh, really searching for some sort of meaning in spirituality. And so it I'm curious to, you know, do some research on whether these ancient cultures that used psychedelics in their practices, what they were searching for, or whether it was just to get closer to their god that they worship
2: I can answer that for you, but, like... Go for it. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it really depends. Um, and the reason being is that, like, shamans were, like, uh, they were really highly viewed in whichever, like, tribe or village that they were in. Um, So people would go to them if they have questions and then they would uh, take whatever psychedelic it is, uh, do a ritual and get the answers from that ritual. So they would use that to speak to like a higher spirit or the God that they believe in and then pass that message that they get from that to the person. Or they would also, you know, just do it for themselves to, uh, you know, have a higher understanding as well. So, I mean, that's something we can do like a whole episode on. There's like so much information about that alone, (laughs) but that's just like a quick summary.
3: Maybe we should do an episode on the no. penal gland because psychedelics, I, th- in, from what I'm understanding and uh, listening to Stefan, is it kind of like opened up his mind or his third eye, yeah. so to speak. And with like the whole ancient religions and, you know, like the Indians um, and so forth. Uh, a lot of them, uh, from what I, a little bit of research I did, it kind of seemed to me like they were doing, they were micro dosing.
2: Uh, in a in a sense, um, I wouldn't say micro because they take a lot. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Um, but I know people in modern day t- do micro dosing because they said that like it helps you uh, retain information more. Right. Which there is research that that says that is also true, that you, you retain more information while microdosing. dosing. Um, so a lot of people like Silicon Valley use it uh, when they're working on something new. Um, but yeah, def- definitely uh, like DMT, for example, your pineal gland makes that itself like it secretes DMT um so like that's some that's i think it goes hand in hand
3: I think um with uh chur- or religion or church I, sh- I should say nowadays i think they sh- should kind of implement some kind of like uh micro only because like just going to a church and just listening to someone preach is not going to make you spiritual at all uh basically especially with you know um fluoride which kind of um hardens our penile gland which kind of makes it doesn't work calcifies yeah Class- that that's the word uh, so in a sense, uh, you know, um, fuck. Where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> but anywho,
2: uh, <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't think that's something you're gonna see in church as much because no, hell I, nah. I mean, reason being is because um, <laughs> it would it would be more of something that aligns with paganism.
3: Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm just
2: gonna say that but, we're like we've been touching on that a lot lately. <laughs> but earlier I said um, they were
3: doing it yeah, wrong, and have. that's what I meant. They're not spiritual. They're, ju- they're using their physical body. They're not using their spirit as opposed to um, hallucinant or I can't think of the damn word. But anyways, as far as <laughs> like, you know, LSD or Alice, uh, um, acid or whatever, it helps open up your spirit, you know, your mind's eyes. So you're actually more aware of your spirit as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, we're at church. Let's try to heal this person. You're, you're doing it wrong. You got to like. Well, it depends.
2: I feel like um, like human beings are more like uh, receptors and then. Uh, Depending on who you are spiritually Is how you receive that information Regardless of who is giving it to you That's how I see it I mean like the person that's like You know preaching the the, the preacher Or whoever it is They can be like morally wrong in their own life But like if you aren't And you are like this uh, Like this wholesome spirit or whatever Whatever they're saying can still resonate with you Even if it doesn't really resonate with them In their own personal life That's what I'm saying
1: Yeah. And I'll say too, that, um, you know, I see where you're coming from when you're talking about like a particularly like dried up church and stuff like that, you know, but when I first started like following this path of, you know, of trying to follow Jesus in particular, like the first church I went to was like, um, the background of the people there was like very crazy spiritual experiences as well. And like, they were having visions, You know you've probably seen the crazy stuff people speaking in tongues um you know like praying for people and and people would hear from god and tell each other what god was telling them but i mean people in this church were having like uh you know visions like where they said god literally came to them in their house and it was like their house was shaking with 200 mile an hour winds and they were like in terror like because god literally came to them um you know, uh, other things where like they've seen Jesus like visit them and stuff. Like th- this was like a norm in the church I went to, you know, and these people weren't doing any drugs. Like this was just the experiences they were having, you know, and I had some of these experiences as well. Like when I started going to the church, I had an experience one night where I was laying in my bed and I started feeling that fire feeling I told you about before. I felt it so strong that I started getting really freaked out and I was like, I remember one of the guys at the church, he was like, if you're ever, uh, you know, feel like you're in spiritual warfare, he's like, plead the blood of Jesus. And I don't even know what the hell that means at the time, but I just said, it. I was like, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, you know, I said that in my bed and I literally went into this vision that was so real. And I saw this like gold fire that looked like liquid energy, like pulsing through everything. And I saw a figure in white meditating in the fire and it was Jesus and I literally just came back into my room and the vision was over, but it felt like this like eternal bliss, like everywhere. And like these people were having experiences like this, you know? So it's like, once again, when I was, you know, I never heard about this stuff and, and for people who are hungry for like more spirituality, like, you know, don't write off, um, You know, Jesus and don't write off like Christianity because of a lack of spirituality in certain places. I mean, it's like, you know, you can see more supernatural experiences laden in other cultures. You know, when you look at like, I know you guys had an episode on like witches, people in new, new ageism, uh, people in like, um you know, even people who are like practicing, you know, like rituals and Satanism and all this kind of stuff, like they see supernatural things in and the occult, like it's a part of their norm. Uh, one of the guys at the church who I met, he also was getting an astral projection and he told me his story said that he used to be like really into the occult. And this guy's a lot older than me. You know, he must've been like in his forties. And he told me that he used to be like in a biker gang. He owned like a strip club. He was like in the occult and all oh, this stuff.
2: Damn, he did it all. Yeah.
1: And he said he was like, he had a book by uh, Sylvia Brown. If you know oh that is. Oh my
2: God. Yeah, I know. Sylvia yeah, yeah. Brown. He had
1: one of her books and he was going to practice astral projection. He said he opened up the book and he was going to say a mantra before he astral projected. Instead of saying the mantra, he said, Jesus, show me the way. And he said he saw this like white light, like come towards him. And he went into this like realm at like light speed. And he said it looked like it was like a heavenly place, you know, with like grass and this drawbridge and some water. And he saw this figure come up to him, like float up to him and point um, across at this like area. So um, he, he like went over to the area, he saw this black dot come towards him like really fast. And he said, You're Jesus Christ. And he felt this like incredible power hit him. And he was like floored. And he was back in his room and there was smoke everywhere. He said his girlfriend came in the room and she was like, Are you smoking? Oh my god. And he's like, he's like, he's like, No. You know, he just told her what happened. And he was like in the occult. Like he didn't even know anything about Jesus. He just said that out of nowhere. And um so check this out. He moves to Florida. He was in like Canada when this happened or something. And he looks up spirit-filled churches. picture that comes up is a picture of the person he saw in the vision
2: no way and it was
1: the pastor at the church i went to so like all of these people no listen all of these people had these types of experiences like the other pastor he went to a place where he was working one time he went into this building um he said that he went up to the front and uh something like there was a picture of jesus on the wall and he was like oh what's with this picture or whatever the guy gave him a bible And he left and he went back to the place to try to find it. And the place didn't exist. What? Like it was completely, he tried to find it. It was gone. Oh my gosh. So like all these people were having these experiences and I was led to this place because I was like in a supernatural type of experience. I was like, I wanted to experience it, you know? And um, this was a normal thing. So I know when you say like, you know I've been into a lot of these churches, and dude, I play music in these churches still, like you know, I go in and you know that some people may think I'm like they'll kick you out you know for even saying some of this stuff, but dude, Jesus in his life they 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 killed him, you know what I'm saying they literally killed him for going against the grain of the religious leaders at the time, yeah he, he healed people in the synagogues, and they said, you can't do that because it's the power of the devil, and then they killed him, so like You know, it's like, it's the same thing all over again. Um, But when you read in the Bible, like this isn't stuff that um, is totally out there. Like if you read the New Testament and the, like in particular, the book of Acts, these people literally had these same experiences. Like they saw visions, angels came to them. Um, There was somebody teleported in the book of Acts. Uh, People were miraculously healed, like regularly. Um, and these were through the disciples. This was not through Jesus, you know, these were other Christians at the time, so something changed along the way, you know, and uh I wasn't led to Christianity through these dry you know like churches like you're talking about where it's just a it's a business and it's a show. You know, these are people who actually have experienced Jesus you know and in different ways and um you know like it's interesting to me because i've you know i haven't come across like i've met other people who have had like supernatural experiences and stuff but i in my experience like i've never seen or met other people who have experienced things as powerful as what i've seen through jesus you know like i've heard of people who you know heal through reiki actually the guy that i first um you know learned uh that had the holy spirit when i went to his house that used to live at the ashram He was a Reiki master. He used to uh, be into all sorts of channeling, new age stuff. Like he he was into all of it, but he left it all to just pursue Jesus, you know, because it was the most powerful, like most pure experience he had out of everything, you know? And that's what happened to me. So like I said, I don't go around like pointing a finger at other people saying like, hey, what you believe is wrong, you know? But I try to share what I've experienced because it was so life-changing to me that I realized like most people never get to hear about this stuff, you know, and yeah, psychedelics played a part in it,
0: especially that side of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But dude, that's, I was just going to say like, that's what's in the Bible. So, I mean, you know, I remember I used to get high and I'd read the Bible and I was like, and, and I, I would just read it because I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was either like a trippy book, you know, or I just wanted to try to see what was wrong with it, you know? um. But when I had received the Holy spirit, when I started to read it, I saw all the stuff I'd never seen before. Like, I saw miracles happening that Jesus did. I saw, like, things he said that I never realized, you know, about... um, You know, just, like, about who God is and who we are and stuff. And it was like, my eyes were literally blinded from seeing any of the things that I started to see up until that point. So, you know, it's like... I don't know it any other way. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't really... I wouldn't believe in this stuff if it wasn't for this. And that's why like, you know, when I meet a lot of people who have been in church their whole life, sometimes they're shocked and they're like, wow, this happened to you so quick. And I was like, well, you know, I think it's just because like God is, you know, it's funny to me. I'll say this. I know this is crazy too, but um, I used to play music at this, this school. And um, another friend of mine who went to that school, he had three visitations from Jesus in the middle of the night. Um, where he literally came to him and, and he was somebody I just grew up next to. So it was like, this isn't just me, you know, this is like a bunch of different people having these experiences. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, there's another side to this thing that I didn't know about. And, uh, you know, I think that psychedelics kind of like people are into it, you know, because they're looking for more. And this is what I found like through my experiences and stuff.
2: That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, um, so you said that you've, uh, like experienced, you know, seeing Jesus, right. And, and God, like, uh, when you see them or like, is it like they're like more, more light or do they have like a more physical form?
1: Yeah. When I saw Jesus, like in the fire, like I said, I just saw him like in a a white robe, but it was like, I didn't see his face completely clear. It was, and a lot of people say that, which is pretty weird. Um, like the fire stuff I saw super clear though I was like totally infatuated I was like what the heck is this and uh you know it's funny the bible the bible actually has a verse that says god is an all consuming fire and I saw Jesus sitting in it like in, in as one and I thought that was That's so cool.
2: amazing.
0: Yeah, like I thought it was cool. I was just going to say it's interesting hearing the spiritualistic aspect of psychedelics. You hear a lot of people are, you know, just taking psychedelics to, you know, get messed up or you know, there's like two sides to psychedelics. Let's get messed up or I want to understand X, Y, Z. And hearing the spiritualistic side of psychedelics is really, it's really interesting. And you're saying you've um, experienced all these things on psychedelics and certain aspects of spirituality off of psychedelics. You know, it, it's... Something to think about how how powerful, um, not I'm not saying religion or any specific religion, just spirituality and your beliefs can be. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about.
2: Any final questions?
3: Um, I got one, Stefan, bro. Uh, can you like I'm gonna give you my email. You think you can help teach me how to um, astral project because I'm broke <laughs> and I can't really go nowhere. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to see the world from a house.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah, way to get
2: out. <laughs> astral I mean, projection it, I mean, is the answer. if you think
0: about it, if you think about it, Aang in Avatar The Last Airbender used to astral project when he would go and meet, you know, his, his previous Avatar selves, you know, to that's, learn more
2: That's like his um...
0: past life. I mean... <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's like a like Black I'm Panther on an too, Avatar right? Kick lately, like when when he like goes into this state of <laughs> it's not really sleep, but it's not death theater, and he's like visiting his ancestors.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Death>. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's awesome. <laughs> Actual projection is cool though. Like, um, from what I've read about it, and I've tried it, but like I don't know how to do it. It just seems so complicated. Well, of, like, like
1: like I said before, I had like. A message from that psychic that said don't get into it so, <laughs> so i don't know like what would have happened if i yeah. really well, went down well, you know why? I think I
3: know why. to that because yeah. your tether could get cut and then you just pretty much be in a coma you don't want that to happen so <laughs> well
2: the thing is that's really hard to happen though like you would have to like from from what i understand is if you're actual protecting um the longer you're away because your you're, your soul is connected to your body through this like umbilical cord thing right so the longer you're away, right? And you have to be all the way like really, really long. But like the longer you're away, it gets weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. And if you stay there, it just might disconnect. And if it does disconnect, there are spirits that can like pretty much hop your body. Nah. See? Which I, I I don't know if that's F ever that. happened, but that's the belief behind like, oh yeah, it's dangerous to actual project. I don't know if like I don't think that's ever happened to anybody, but I know when people um begin actual projecting like the first few times they say it, oh uh like when they were leaving their body they saw like these things around them that looked like really creepy so maybe that's why i don't know. You
1: know i told you i've seen demons i've 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 like prayed for demons to be cast out of people i've seen them in people so like i know that that's so real too you know and it's not like when you when you jump into spirituality you're exposing yourself to a lot of stuff you know yeah I hear you that. know If you have God and you have the light in you, it it burns away darkness, you know, and it fends off evil. But, like, if you're just diving into it by yourself and don't even know what you're getting into, you could be putting yourself in danger, you know?
3: All right, look, Dree, edit this out later. All right, that's BS, okay? Because I've had Jesus in my life since I was practically born because of my mom. And you see how black I am, bro? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that darkness never left. Nope. No, no, bro. (laughs) Star Wars, the Sith, oh that's me, God. man. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, la- one last question. One last don't question. Don't edit it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it keeping, out. That. Love I'm it. keeping that. I am keeping that. One last it, question, though. Do, do you see any demons in me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see demons. I don't see demons. Awesome.
0: You little hellion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was awesome. Uh, that was, that Stephan, was awesome. Would be a,
0: you've been a great guest. You've been the fantastic guest, yeah. Uh Is there anything you would like to promote or plug for the audience, for, whether to empower everyone else or for your own benefit or both? Uh, tell, tell the world what you'd like.
1: No, I don't really have anything to plug. But like I said, I just wanted to, like, encourage people you know, with my story. And I just hope that, like, you know, I have I have found, like, a love and a peace that I think is more valuable to me than anything in my life. And I just hope that, you know, maybe, maybe your heart would be more open to uh, having experience with God, you know, and just thinking about these things differently, because it changed my life for sure. So that's what I have to say. <laughs>
0: W- would you like to plug your music at all? <laughs> you can if you want. I'm not, I'm not gonna. <laughs> you, you, you can, can you can check out <laughs> Stefan's music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music. Right? Are you on Apple Music? I think so. Um, it, his band is called Shock and Awe. The and is the and symbol. It's like Shock crazy uh,
1: psychedelic hardcore metal yeah! fucking great. He plays
0: every in, he plays every instrument, records it, and mixes it himself. It's it's awesome music. Brian's Give on it a, a song too. if you're interested. Brian
1: played keys only also. on one
0: song, <laughs> only on one song. But yeah, everything song else great, is Stefan completely solely uh, ch- check everything out with him, uh, Stefan. Once again, thank you so much. You've been a fantastic guest. Thank you. Guest.
1: No, dude. Thank hey. Thank you guys all for, you know, considering having me on here. I, you guys are awesome and I appreciate it. Oh, you better come you know, back to
3: another
2: do, so. episode oh, for word.
3: sure. Yeah, I was <laughs> going right. to ask a PS question. <laughs> yeah, you're coming back, right? You're always...
1: If you have me back, then sure, yeah. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay.
3: Well, we
0: just agree that you're coming we- back. So You're always <laughs> you're welcome back. here. And
2: okay.
0: yes. Adriana, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find us.
2: So if you have any questions or you have experiences of your own that you would like to share... Feel free to write us on the Facebook page. You can also send us an email at that'ssomeweirdish at gmail.com uh, T-H-A-T-S some S-O-M-E weirdish Do I have to spell that part? At gmail.com um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Weirdish TV. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Hey, can I do one more uh, crazy thing on the oh. air before this is over? Hell yeah. I, I wanted to know if I could pray for anybody who is like sick listening to this or that has like anything going on that God would heal them. Uh, because it would be really we crazy. Have no
0: judgments for anybody. It would be crazy if uh, you I, heard- I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Not at all.
1: Yeah, if you guys are cool with it, um, it would be crazy if people like told you if something happened over the air, you know? True. That, that would be, be cool. Said. Yeah, go would, for you it. You would definitely
3: quick. hear about that.
0: Yeah, uh, so l- l- let everyone know. L- let us know in the blog posts or uh, on our website or in our email if Stefan's prayer has any profound effect on you healing-wise or bringing you to some sort of spirituality. Go ahead, Stefan.
1: All right, well, God, I pray for everybody listening to this right now that if there's any sickness right now that's going on with them, Um, I pray that you would just release healing, love, God, peace, and restoration just into them right now. And I just command any sickness, any pain, any disease, God, to be healed in Jesus' name. I pray pray for eyes to be open and I pray for people who are seeking truth to just find the answer that they're looking for in their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: (laughs) Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, guys, this has been some weird-ish talking about psychedelics and their profound impact on one profound individual. So tune in next week, guys. That's all for
2: tonight. Thank you. Take care.